Hello and welcome back to the Not Another Runner podcast and to the final episode of series two. What a few weeks it has been, honestly, guys, it has been crazy busy. Um, and what's exciting is I can now officially say that you are listening today when the podcast has officially celebrated one whole year. So on the 22nd of June was the anniversary of the first episode with the first guest. I can't believe one whole year has gone by, but in the same breath, it also feels like much more time has passed than that. So I have learnt so much in starting this podcast and it has definitely been a big learning curve, but it has been an enjoyable one. So I wanted to start the podcast, but I was fearful and I wasn't sure I was putting it off um, and I wasn't going to, I was waiting. I'm not really sure exactly what I was waiting for, but I kept saying, oh, I'll start it in a year. I'll wait a year. Um, Again, I don't know what I was waiting for, but I just remember saying that to myself. And do you know just how glad I did not wait that one year? If I had listened to my doubts and fears, we all wouldn't have connected and you wouldn't be listening to this episode right now. I wouldn't have met all the guests I have met albeit virtually, um, or being inspired and motivated by their stories. You guys won't have heard their stories, and most importantly, I wouldn't have connected with all of you guys. That's one thing I love um, through this podcast, is hearing from you all. So I love seeing your posts and seeing what you get up to whilst you listen. It has been especially comforting to me since being injured and unable to run. And I can't thank you all enough for letting me in on that um, and letting me feel like I've still get that runner's high through all of the runs that you guys do. And I'm just so thankful for all of you that tune in and listen to the show. Um, I've got a few shout outs that I'll give at the end of the show at the at the other side of the interview. So stay tuned for that. But what I really, really wanted to say today, um, having reflected and, and looking back at this last year, is if you can take away one thing today, if anything at all, I would say... And as author Susan Jeffers says, feel the fear and do it anyway. So whatever it is you've been thinking about or that you've been fearful of committing yourself to, feel the fear and do it anyway. I am so, so glad and so very thankful that I felt that fear, but did it anyway. So I set up this podcast despite my fears, um, despite my doubts and despite my wanting to, to wait another year. And, you know, as, as Tom Bell said to me, literally one whole year ago, Tom Bell from the Easy Thrills podcast, progress beats perfection. If you start now, imagine where you could be in weeks, months, or even one year down the line. And he said that it stuck with me and it sticks with me even more now that I, I can look back and, and think, wow, I'm, I am so glad that I started that one year ago, because um, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be here right now. Um... So yeah, that's my big, big message for you today is to feel the fear and do it anyway. If you have a goal or a dream, commit to it. Get up and get going because you will not regret working towards a goal. So this episode today is slightly different to the normal. 
because we are celebrating the one year anniversary of the podcast. So we get to hear today firstly from a few of the previous guests of the podcast, hear what they've been up to um, since we last spoke and since they were on the podcast and also what their um, quote that they want to share with you to inspire you to get up and get going. Um, and then after that then I've what I've done is put together the interview that Carl and myself did. So Carl aka Fighting the Dad Bod over on Instagram interviewed me as part of a feature he does over on his Instagram called the Interviews. Um, so he interviewed me on the 22nd of June as a way to celebrate the one year of the podcast. And so instead of me interviewing someone, today you'll actually get to hear me, the host, being interviewed by someone else. Um, so you'll hear a little bit more about how I set up the podcast, um, about my profile over on Instagram, um, why I live by the mottos of get up and get going and to keep going, my 14 plus year roller coaster of dealing with mental health and what is crucial to me with managing my mental health, um, the grief of losing my brother, what inspires and motivates me and how I have been managing with my injury and not being able to run and also the goals for the podcast and and goals for the future. So Carl is a really, really great interviewer and I've thoroughly enjoyed his interview series over on Instagram and highly recommend that you check that out. He has interviewed other people such as Jess Robson from Run Talk Run, Jamie Bosch, the Welsh sprint athlete and presenter, John Flynn and Liz Warner, um, both guests, previous guests of this show, um, as well as lots and lots of many other people. Um, my favourite was Susie Shaw, um, so Suzanne Shaw, actress and singer, um, so so many things I resonated with what she said, including specifically um, meditation, mental health, um, the power of now, just so many things that I definitely have in common with her. Um, so yeah, I loved her interview. And so thank you for listening today and thank you for every time you decide to tune in and for sharing this podcast and recommending this to others. Um, I truly am grateful to you guys and without your support and encouragement the Not Another Runner podcast would simply not exist so I thank each and every one of you um, as I always do for making it happen and keeping it going so I hope you enjoy this slightly different episode and I will give a few shout, out, shout outs at the other side and we will speak soon Happy birthday, Not Another Runner podcast. I'm Andrew Fulford from episode 37. And since being on the show, I've been inspired to recap my two-year running journey in writing and as an audio article on Enthused Life podcast titled Mediocre to Ultra. I wanted to come on here to wish Natalie and the Not Another Runner community the very best in its second year of sharing inspirational conversations with runners. And to the avid listeners of this innately positive space, remember that with every new run, it's not just a workout. It's an opportunity for us to find our very best self in every stride and to be present in the here and now. Thank you, Natalie, for all the awesome work that you do. Hi, I'm Katie, Katie Jane the Runner, um, and I last spoke to Natalie in July last year after completing the Threshold Trail series. 
and um, firstly all the congratulations for reaching your first birthday not a runner podcast what an achievement and um, the podcasts have made me smile they've made me laugh given me all sorts of inspiration on my runs and um, so since uh, last july i entered a number of summer races picked up a very pesky hamstring injury discovered the wonderfulness of open water swimming and I was super lucky to lead a couch to 5k course which was amazing and I started training for London Marathon and now like many other runners I've had races cancelled and postponed Um, so I'm currently working hard at rehabbing my hamstring injury um, and building up strength in my running ready for all of the adventures. Um, My current top tip and advice which I'm definitely having to give myself daily is don't be afraid to go back to the beginning. We all started out running between lampposts and sometimes when injury comes along, we've just got to go back there to get strong and that is okay. And I cannot wait to see what the next year holds for the Not Another Runner podcast and have more inspiring runners keeping me company on my runs. So keep smiling, keep having all the fun and happy running. Hi, I'm Carrie, or at The Running Life of Carrie, as I'm known on Instagram. I appeared on the podcast towards the end of last year, and I had such a great time chatting with Natalie. It was so much fun, and I am thrilled that this is the first anniversary of the podcast. So well done, Natalie. All credit to you, and long may it continue. Hi Natalie, uh, congratulations on your first birthday, not another on a podcast. Um, I'm Laura and I was the second guest um, on the podcast way back in June 2019. Um, it was lovely to chat to you and I know that some people still listen to the podcast now um, and enjoy, um, you know, listening to our chat so that's really nice. Um, since then, I've um, obviously kept running. I've um, finished my nutrition qualification, so I'm now a certified nutritionist. Um, got a brilliant team of um, online coaching clients who are absolutely—they're so inspirational, and they've—they're running and just yeah, they're—they're they're amazing. So it's all good. Um, yeah, so. I still listen to the podcast. I enjoy all the guests that you have on. It's one of my favourite things to listen to when I want to run easy. Um, the fact that it's going strong after a year is testament to your your hard work and all the lovely, inspirational, great mix of people that you have had on the on the podcast over the last year. Um, keep going. It's great. It's a really good resource, and I hope that it goes from strength to strength. Um, yeah, congratulations. My name is Gabe Cox, and I met Nat on Instagram and started listening to her podcast. I am an author, podcaster, and coach, an avid runner, a mom of three, and I live in the U.S. It was so fun to have the opportunity to hop on the Not Another Runner podcast in March and get a chance to chat with her about all things running, goal setting, and mindset, three of my very favorite things. At the time, I was training for the 2020 Boston Marathon after smashing a personal record to BQ in the fall of 2018. 
And shortly after that, breaking my ankle, taking me out of running altogether for almost a year. Boston 2020 was to be my victory run. And as we all know, because of the pandemic that started in the spring of 2020, many things were shut down, including the Boston Marathon, which was postponed to September and later canceled. And now I'll still have it virtually as they turned it into a virtual run and I'll cross my fingers to get in for 2021. Many of you probably have had similar disappointments of canceled events this year that you were looking forward to. We don't always get to choose our circumstances, but we can choose our attitudes toward them. Since Nat and I chatted last, I started my own podcast and got working on my next book, which will launch in May of 2021. I love listening to the conversations Nat has with ordinary runners who have extraordinary goals. It's empowering and uplifting, and I can't wait to see where she takes it in the future. I know I will be a longtime fan, and I believe the future is bright for not another runner. Nat, thank you for being so candid and real when you share. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary of your podcast and many more to come. One thing I know is that nothing great magically happens overnight. Even if it does appear that it does in others' lives, it really doesn't happen overnight. We must first get up and go and make things happen. Discipline breeds rewards. John Maxwell says, small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievements gained slowly over time. You don't have to be perfect to start and timing doesn't have to be just right. Do the small things every day and watch what happens. Dream huge and remember, you are a winner, just run your race. Hi, Natalie, it's Bernie, aka Bernie Ran the Mara. Oh, thanks so much for asking me to come on your podcast. Uh, since I was on it uh, in August, I've been pretty injured um, with what they've told me was an L5S1 back disc protrusion. Ouch. This put a stop to my running for about four months, which was really tough going. Um, however, after giving the all clear to start up again in the new year, I've been walk running to build it back up slowly. Um, having lost loads of fitness and endurance, it's been really slow. Um, the other thing that's been going on is that, um, as you know, I'm a nurse and for the past few months it's been crazy at work. So many ups and downs, things to process. My running and walking has played a major part in my ability to deal with my emotions and give me a bit of a vent with everything that's been going on. I've recently um, took it all back to basics and I'm, I'm completing, again, the Couch to 5K programme, which I think's helped me have a bit of a, um, a focus, which has been good. Uh, and it's helped um, significantly with my fitness already. Um, so I just want to say um, before I go a massive congratulations to you and the amazing Not Another Runner podcast I've loved listening to each and every person that you've had on it it seems to just get better and better and that is a lot to do with you and your hard work and passion to deliver to me and any other runner inspiration, support and stories that we can all relate to so well done you and I'll leave you with what is still my favourite quote what if I can? Take care.
Hey everyone, this is Dr. Gavin McLean from Running Spar. I'm a sport and exercise physiologist, a doctor of sports science, and a keen distance runner just like you. I wanted to take the opportunity to offer Natalie a big congratulations and to personally thank you for hosting this fantastic podcast. To think that this podcast is only one year old is pretty incredible when you think about how many episodes and great content that you've shared with us all. That we've all been able to enjoy out in that run and that commute to work or wherever it might be. But I also wanted to take the opportunity to address some of the key challenges that we in the running community are facing right now. Because right now it could be an incredibly challenging time for many of us from a motivational standpoint because for many of us our big race has been cancelled or postponed in 2020 or indeed is at risk of being cancelled or postponed. But I think it's also a really good chance for us all to reflect without these distractions of big races every weekend and ask ourselves some key questions. Did we all get into running because of a medal? Or did we all get into running because you know we love that feeling of getting outdoors? We enjoy that runner's high. There's so many reasons for us all to run right now to the number of benefits we all get from our wonderful sport and I encourage you right now because there's no better time than now than ever to take the time to set yourself some long-term goals goals that you're in full control of you know what maybe that could be run, running a marathon for the first time or running a half marathon for the first time but virtually organizing the whole distance the course all off your own back or maybe that could be a PB over the same distance. Because, you know what, maybe it won't be officially recognised. But everyone is going to respect you so much more for this. Because imagine being able to tell everyone that you ran your first half marathon, you ran your first marathon, or you ran a PB over that distance, all off your own back. The bragging rights here are going to be something to be truly, truly proud of. Since I was the last guest on this podcast, I began bi-weekly webinars for you guys where I share scientific advice for free to transform your running. So check these out at runningsmarter.co.uk or at Instagram running underscore smarter. Hi, it's Catherine here. So much has happened since I recorded my podcast episode with Natalie. The biggest achievement for me personally has been graduating with a sport and exercise nutrition master's degree, which I spoke about quite a bit in my episode with Natalie. It's crazy just how much time I have now, having completed it. And since then, I've increased my hours up at work, still working as a diabetes specialist dietitian within the NHS. And I've continued to work on the sports nutrition research with Coventry University, which has been great to get involved with. Looking back, I hadn't realised just how much I was using running for my mental health last year. Having had the stress of university taken away now, that has definitely changed to running for the pure joy of being outside and exploring new places. And I've been really lucky to meet some amazing new people along the way. I definitely feel like I'm not juggling so many different things at the same time now, which has helped reduce stress levels for sure, and I'm definitely a much happier person for it. I've embraced my running club more and more now I have the time to do so. We've carried on racing our usual summer races, but virtually, which has been great to get involved with. I had hoped to complete my first sprint triathlon this year, putting my loves of running, swimming and cycling together, but unfortunately it hasn't meant to be with all the races being cancelled. 
However, I have used lockdown to build up my long runs and decided to take the plunge at running a marathon distance completely solo. This was such an incredible experience and I really loved the whole thing. Luckily, my family got on board with the crazy idea and saw me at different points, which gave me all those race day emotions. I am still waiting for hip surgery at the moment, which will put me out of action for many months, so I'm grateful to still be able to do what I love doing without too many issues. Another reason for covering the marathon distance solo. So running at the moment is just about being out there, doing what I can and seeing what my body can do before I have to put my feet up for a while. Training for a marathon has also brought me massive PBs in all distances, one mile, 5k, 10k and half marathon, and I really can't quite get my head around all of these. The hip issues have unfortunately put a hold on the cycling training and challenge that I was hoping to complete this summer with my dad, where we hope to cycle from Coventry to where he grew up in South Wales, but I hope we will be able to complete this at some point in the near future. It's been amazing to see the Not Another Runner podcast go from strength to strength over the past 12 months. I'll always agree with Natalie's favourite quote, if you never regret going, but you'll always regret not going. And to add to that, tough times don't last, but tough people do. So no matter what you're going through, keep fighting and things will get better. Take care. Hi Natalie, um, well congratulations on a whole year uh, for your podcast, it's amazing, um, one of my absolute faves. Um, just a little message to say um, thank you so much for sharing so many amazing stories um, from everyday runners um, and it really helps to inspire me and motivate me listening to your podcast. I love hearing you know, the ups and downs of um, runners just like me. Um, and I get an awful lot from it. And I also love following your um, your podcast um, account because you're you yourself. You're such an inspiration. You always see the positive, and that's always um, that's really nice. Um, so since our uh, podcast that we did um, last year, God, that seems like a long time ago. Um, I started training for London and for Race the Tower, but then this silly little virus got in the way and just sort of ruined all our plans. So it's been a bit of a, a roller coaster, but um, day by day, and I'm just sort of getting back into it, and yeah, just just trying to just keep going, um, just like everybody else. Um, yeah, I'm hoping you'll be able to edit this because there's lots of parties. <laughs> um, but I guess if I was going to offer up a little bit of motivation for other runners, it would be that be curious. Um, if you see that little bit of trail that you've never run before, go down that little road, see what you can do. And yeah, just enjoy, enjoy the feeling of running and smile. Hi. I'm Lizzie Diamond, also known as Runner of Four. Um, since being on the Not Another Runner podcast and talking to Natalie, uh, I've been working mostly and training hard, um, being a mummy and doing lots of lovely things with the children and spending lots of quality time with them and trying to be a good wife. <laughs> um, and obviously since lockdown began, uh, trying to concentrate on some homeschooling and 
and just having lots of fun and trying to make it a positive experience for the little ones. Um, so the biggest achievements so far uh, in running are that uh, I was chosen to represent East Wales in the Leeds Abbey Dash 10k. That was really exciting for me and I loved every minute of it. Um, and I got a new PB on that day, which was lovely. I also did 20 miles and got a new PB for that one. So that was two hours and 10 minutes. So I was really, really pleased with that one. And I'm over the moon with that result. Um, and then I think um, something exciting for me is that I applied for SAS Who Dares Wins. <laughs> just just because I want to give it a go. I just want to test, um, I want to test my mind strength because we all know like a lot of things in life, it, it's mind over matter, isn't it? Um, anyway, so I think a motivating quote I'd like to give you um, to encourage you to just get up and get going. Um, one that works for me and always has done is that it is never too late to go and chase your dreams. It really isn't. Um, even if you're a mum, perhaps, or if you think your age might be something, um, to stop you it's it's not nothing will stop you you've got to go you've got to get up and you've got to go and get those dreams because they won't come to you so go and get them hi it's john flynn here aka this man runs um i'm just uh popped on here to say congratulations and well done to Natalie for a year of amazing podcasts. Well worth having a listen to if no one's had a, I can't believe anyone is out there who hasn't had a listen yet, but loads of great podcasts to get you through long runs, short runs, all sorts. And uh, make sure you log on to that. Since uh, I was last talking to Natalie, I finished my uh, Christmas challenge. Uh, it was early on, so I ran the, the, the mileage of the date of Christmas all the way up to 25 uh, miles on Christmas Day and raised over £5,000. I've just finished my 55 minutes for 55 days in a 10 kg weighted vest for um, Women's Aid as well. So again, raised another 5,000. So that's what I've been doing recently, working hard through this COVID stuff in the schools, keeping everyone upbeat and positive as possible. And you know me, it's all about the good energy. Keep it real, everyone. Bye. Hi Natalie, it's Katie here and hello to all of the Not Another Runner podcast listeners. Just wanted to say thank you for having me back on and congratulations for reaching a year in your podcast. What an achievement. So Natalie's just asked us to put a small message together to celebrate this milestone. So just a little bit about me. I'm Katie, um, also known as Clean Coach Katie, and I'm a personal trainer and running coach from Milton Keynes. I was only on the podcast literally a handful of weeks ago. It doesn't feel like too long. But then again, we are in lockdown and the weeks are just completely flying at the moment. I can't believe we are literally just touching July. Um, So I haven't really been up to much since we spoke on the podcast I guess for some of your other guests that you would have um, interviewed or spoke to at the start of start of your podcast it would have been a, a lot might a lot more might have changed for them however for me um, now that restrictions are starting to ease I am able to do a bit more work so obviously as a personal trainer I've had to stop some of my face-to-face sessions but now I've been back outside with my clients, which, is, which has been so amazing to see them. Some of them have just been craving sort of social interaction and because they just can't, 
that haven't been enjoying Zoom as much. So it's been good to do that, to see all of my previous clients, but then also new clients. There's been quite a few people that have started running in lockdown and sort of wanting to ha- wanting some help around that now that we're coming out of, out of um, the restrictions as well. So yes, my diary has started to fill back up again, which has felt really weird. I've been having to get up um, a lot earlier again. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a late riser anyway, but having to be somewhere at 7 a.m. is a bit of a, has been a bit of a shock to the system. But I've been loving it, um, and all of my clients have been too. So, yeah, not really too much has changed for me. Um, obviously, still being very safe and sensible. And the only times I'm really leaving the house is either to run, to see clients um, from a distance, or to do a food shop. Although I haven't been doing the food shop probably in the last six weeks. So, yes, I haven't really been inside anywhere else apart from my own house. But um, in any big achievements at the moment it's kind of been none um just because there's been nothing to sort of achieve i felt like over the last few weeks i haven't really had a direction on what i wanted to do with my training um i've just kind of been sort of focusing all of my efforts and energies into my clients and helping them sort of figure out what they'd like to do however um, i have got a couple of things to work towards now um next week i'm doing a 100 kilometer week so that's in conjunction with the race of the stones they're doing a virtual race 100 kilometers is around 62 and a bit miles i think and the most i've ever done in a week is 55 miles so this will be a nice a bit of a step up for me i've been averaging 40 to 45 in lockdown so it will be a bit of a challenge for me but i'm gonna look forward to it make sure that i've planned out how i'm gonna fit it in and take some of the miles easy and not to put too much speed in there just so I can get through the week and looking forward to that as being like a, an achievement because I feel like I haven't been able to say I've achieved this in lockdown so far and then in September the Milton Keynes Marathon have transformed their event slightly and they've called it the MK Marathon Reimagined so it's kind of a virtual event but they have created an app you they've created some new courses around Milton Keynes which won't be congested and you will follow a GPS sort of tracker. It will track your time. You then go into a leaderboard and you have two weeks to complete your distance. So you can pick there's anywhere between 5K and a marathon. I already had the 5K and the half marathon booked for the Milton Keynes weekend. So I'll be going to do both of those. I'll f- target a 5K and then the half marathon, I believe I'm gonna, I've volunteered myself to run with maybe one or two of my clients. Um, so hopefully as a group, as Team CCK, we're gonna try to put together some support crews, either on bikes or small groups of runners obviously within the guidelines, um, just so they can all help each other achieve some goals. Because I know some people are really, really itching to get a marathon under their belt or maybe sort of a half marathon. So yeah, lots of us working towards that in September, which is which will be really nice because there isn't much else to sort of really try and focus on. And I know a lot of us like to have a, a goal or something which really helps to get us out of the door. So yeah, that's sort of really it for me, not too much. Um, and just hoping that in time that we can all see each other once again and just get out there and continue to run and be happy. Um, so thank you so much for having me. Congratulations again, Natalie, for reaching a year. Um, I hope that my podcast, I can say the same next February um, and achieve the same milestone as you. And just remember everyone, races will be back soon. Just keep running. Remember your reason why. Get up, go out, enjoy it, have fun. Um, at the moment, it times are tough, but I'd really recommend running with friends because 
During the week, I run quite a lot on my own, but weekends I plan to run with friends, obviously socially distancing at the moment, but that's my biggest advice. That's what really gets me out the front door at the moment, knowing that I'm gonna meet my friends at a certain time, at a certain place, and it just makes it so much fun, more fun and enjoyable. But yeah, thank you so much, Natalie, and I hope to catch up with you again soon. Take care, bye. Hey, 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 Natalie. And listeners, I've got to remember this isn't a private DM and be appropriate for a change. Uh, it's Chris Green, aka Chris X Runs. Hello. A year. Wow. A year already. That's uh, that's bonkers to think of. Uh, doesn't time fly, eh? So, what can I say? I'm going to actually say something sincerely, which, if you know me well, which you've started to, you'll know that sincerity and I aren't always the um, <laughs> closest allies. But, you know, Nat, sincerely, I am privileged uh, to have been your first guest on your podcast series. I think uh, neither of us then sort of knew what it would grow into. And it's grown into something, you know, big and very, very special. So, um, you know, being first was absolutely incredible and uh, you've made a great success out of it. I've listened to pretty much every single one and you've had you know, some great runners, some great athletes and some great all-round good people on, on the show. So um, congratulations and, and, and good luck in the future on that. It's been good to listen to your podcast and obviously we've got to know each other a lot better since then. Um, regularly having bants and I know you are very much in awe of the quality of my Welsh accent, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> so that's all good. But look, when we spoke initially, I we talked a lot about the six stars. So in terms of an update as to where I am, I had done three of the six uh, a year ago. I then did New York in November, and that went fairly well, all things considered. Um, but then since then, you know, with COVID and, and just for me, sort of ongoing injury. And listen, anyone who, <laughs> this is very much do as I say uh, and not as I do, but anyone who's doing a high volume of running um, or is on the treatment table and who isn't doing uh, strength training and or rehab, um, can't moan like I do <laughs> just uh, seriously find a way to incorporate it it's so bloody important um but yeah it, it, that's part of me getting back so fitness isn't where it was that's fine there aren't any big races to um plan for I mean there's big races on the horizon but the horizon's uh quite away in the distance at the moment so my plan is just to get fit just to kind of sort my lifestyle out a little bit um, increase the volume slowly and you know get back to my goals I still want to run a sub three marathon I don't think it's totally beyond my reach but it's going to take a hell of a lot of work and effort to get there and I'm ready to do that so um, yeah that's my update what can I say good luck thanks once again and uh, yeah the next time you're down and uh, well, the next time the first time you're down in, in London probably for the running award uh, show blog that came out wrong probably for your nomination at the running awards for your blog um look me up and uh we'll go out and we'll have some bents all right Nat, you take care bye-bye
Hey guys, it's only me, James, or shoulder runner to all of you fabulous people on the world of Instagram. Thank you so much again for having me on here, Natalie. I can't believe that we're actually celebrating a year, one whole year of your fabulous podcast. So thank you so much again for having me on Not Another Runner. It's been amazing 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 to see everybody's feedback and say that i've been running with them so thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of that and thank you for letting me run with you guys that's been great been loving everyone saying about my christmas moves that's been a bit of a personal highlight so thanks for thanks for bringing that back into it guys really appreciate it although with the way the pandemic is going i'm probably going to be gaining them again (laughs) so what have i been up to well i got into chicago didn't i got dead excited got the flag out I was waving it around the park and then the pandemic happened and it's been cruelly snatched away from me literally heartbroken times 10 <sighs> cannot tell you how many tears have been shed over that but it's life it's life I've parked it we're gonna go and do it next year not all is lost so fingers crossed that everything will be a little bit more back to normal and I'll be able to do it and hopefully get that sub free don't oh my god I've only got a few minutes on this I didn't know it was timed um achievements what have we been up to achievements wise i've got a sub 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 123 half marathon can we just talk about that where where did that come from i don't know who i think i am so that was such a big achievement for me and i also managed to move into my house at the end of january of this year as well so that's been amazing david and i've been sprucing it up so that's been fab got two guinea pigs i've got guinea pigs can you believe that guinea pigs are the way forward they're so self-efficient if that's the right word they're like an energy provider arc at me but no they're so cute they're watching me do this now for the fifth time because i'm running out of seconds i'm gonna have to send another one babe hang on okay i'm going again where did i get up to guinea pigs loved girls anyway and I think that's it really, guys. I've been asked also to give a bit of a little quotation, a little bit of a motivating quote. And I think it's a really, really weird time out there at the moment. And I think we're all dealing with it very differently. If you'd have seen my posts, you'd have seen that I've been literally okay up until like the last couple of weeks. And it's become so overwhelming that I've been struggling. And do you know what? That's okay. That famous quote, it's okay to not be okay. So just make sure you talk, guys. I don't think there's anything I can say to motivate anybody to go out and do this and do that. But just look after yourself. Look after yourself. Reach out to people. Speak to who you want to speak to. If you want to run 100 miles in a week, go and do it. Just do what you need to do to get you through this. Literally, it's the 12th of June as I say this we have to be nearly there sound like a bloody prime minister now saying come on guys we can do this but we absolutely can we absolutely can so keep on soldiering on plodding forward left right left right left pretending that we're going to that tunnel where there's a light hopefully but yeah thank you so much for allowing me to be on can't wait to come on again that's me plugging to say pick me again please i want to come and chat to you but babe honestly so proud of you so proud of everybody that's been on this podcast as well it's been amazing to listen to everybody all their little stories and their little ways to get through things so it's been great but yeah i think i've gone on far too long now and i've managed to well you've got four minutes now four minutes of me chatting on but yeah thank you everybody and huge congratulations again to you natalie Here's to another year times 10. 
10 years, 20 years, 30 years. That's how we've got to do it now, babe. Every year we've got to do this. Right. I didn't get to say bye, did I? Bye, everyone. As well, and you can't help but when you talk to people like you've had on to think, well, I want to give that a go. I'm not going to let things stop me. And that must rub yeah. off. The top. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. But it's like, like a lot of the listeners say and share and message with me, you know, it's quite weird. It's, it's lethal as well because you listen to these stories. <laughs> And especially like like Sophie Power when she signed up to Marathon de Sable, she hadn't even yep. run a mile. Yes. You know, Millie Anderson like starting running at thirty six and what she went on to achieve. Jordan Foster like just look, like everyone, every single guest like you listen to their stories. I like Matt Wilson like he is a massive inspiration to me. Getting up half past three every morning. John, Chris as well. Everything he's done. And I just think like oh I can do that or maybe I can do that. So it is a bit lethal because you kind of get you get like. <laughs> the sea of like, of like runners of you know oh maybe I can do this maybe I can do an ultra marathon um which was one of my goals this year um so and I think all the listeners say that that they get inspired and they think oh do you know what if they can do it and they can put their mind to it then what's stopping me which is which is great because that is one of the aims of the podcast is to encourage anyone and everyone to get up and get going so. That, that is one of the main things. It doesn't matter about your experience or what you've achieved or where you are now, where you used to be. So if you perhaps, you know, even if you were like an incredible runner and, and achieving brilliant times, but perhaps you've had an injury or um, I don't know, you've gone through a really tough time in life and like you've stepped away from running. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. The, 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 the thing that's important is that you do get up and just get going because you'll feel so much better for it. And I think that is the main thing. And I think that, the reason that is such a um, staple in the podcast is because, to me, that is the principle I've got to live by. And that is because of managing my own mental health and well-being. I've had to pick myself up so many times, like so many. So my, my, that is the motto, is to get up and get going. And, and that's not to say it's easy all the time or that you won't face, you know, um, adversity, obstacles, um, every little thing will get in your way, but it is worth it when you get up and you just get going. <laughs> yeah, it's really important. I thought you were just about to give a give your quote then. The uh, never regret yes, going. You, that was poised never and regret going, but you always regret not going. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a big quote. And do you know what? Get up and get going is becoming a really big one now as well. Really big, yeah. So you mentioned. You mentioned about your mental health in it. Something um, I think you were about fifteen when you first started to experience problems with it. Yeah. So, um, you were able to share a little bit more about what the trigger was. It Luke's passing that was the trigger with that, or were there a number of factors? Do you know, what? like Luke, more than likely, yeah. I mean, for, for anyone's watching, if they're not really sure, is my mum saying hi to you? Sean, Sean, hey. <laughs> um, I love about your yeah. mum keeps giving thumbs up and waves and all sorts. Yeah. I'm not watching all of them, so hey, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Luke Luke's passing was definitely one. So, if anyone's watching or they're a bit unsure, or like you know, they've only just joined. So, Luke, my my brother, he passed when he was fifteen, so I was fourteen at the time. But um, like, as much as that was definitely um, perhaps a catalyst to you know poor mental health because I was going through you know a grieving process, I definitely definitely experienced 
mental health before that. I just didn't know what it was. Okay. So I remember having like um, unusual thoughts at a very young age, like very young, like, you know, fear of dying or like fear of being on my own or like lots of really, really weird thoughts that a child perhaps shouldn't, you know, or it doesn't normally experience. Um, and then obviously like mum and dad went through a divorce and then we lost Luke when he was really young. So that definitely did have an effect. Um, but I, I do also think that it was inevitable. Um, mental health is quite prevalent in my, in my father's side of the family. So okay. I, think there's, I don't think there's one of us that hasn't actually been untouched by mental health, but be that his, his father, his three siblings, um, and I think some of the children of those siblings as well, you know, me and my siblings. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think regardless of whether that had happened to Luke, if Luke was still here, I do still think that it probably would have still happened. And I still would have endured um, like my own um, poor mental health, so to speak. But obviously, you know, that goes without saying that a, a, a grief, you know, that's significant in your life at a young age is obviously going to have an effect. Yeah. Um, I understand from everything I've learned about it, your mum has an incredible influence on your life, the strength she's shown. And obviously, I only know bits that I've either read or heard from the tragedy she's been through, the loss of her own parents at a young age. And she's like a friend, a sister, a mum, all rolled into yeah. one. But yeah. how long after you experienced the problems of mental health did you open up to her and start the okay. Yeah, really early. Um, okay. I mean, to be honest, initially, it's really weird. Like, if, you, if you've never experienced it before, or if you're not, like, um, if you're not um, very familiar with, you know, what mental health is or depression, anxiety, you know, to try and understand that at a young age is really, really hard. Of course. So I think, like talking is so important um and luckily you know i was able to talk to mum and i and i was only i think i was 15 at the time and i just i was just in the car and i said mum i just i don't feel normal and it was really hard to do like it wasn't that calm <laughs> you know yeah. it was really hard i was crying um yeah but you know i am i'm blessed that i've got a mother that is so incredibly supportive and just so easy to talk to like i'd be lost without her because she's the person I go to first and foremost, and probably always will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you watched the interview I did with Jess from uh, Run Talk Run. So yeah. she gave some interesting advice. So what advice would you give for anyone that's going through a mental health problem, or especially at a young age, um, and feeling or experiencing similar to what you've just described there? Um, lots, okay. So talking is key, um, especially to family and friends, because they, you know what? That's one of the key things is um, talking to family and friends because they'll if they can do it and they can put their mind to it, then what's stopping me? Which is which is great because that is one of the aims of the podcast is to encourage anyone and everyone to get up and get going. So that that is one of the main things. It doesn't matter about your experience or what you've achieved or where you are now, where you used to be. So if you perhaps used to be, so if you perhaps. You know, even if you were like an incredible runner and, and achieving brilliant times, but perhaps you've had an injury or um, I don't know, you've gone through a really tough time in life and like you've stepped away from running. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. The, 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 the thing that's important is that you do get up and just get going because you'll feel so much better for it. And I think that is the main thing. And I think that the reason that is such a um, staple in the podcast is because to me, that is the principle I've had to live by. And that is because of, managing my own mental health and well-being I've had to pick myself up so many times 
like so many. So my, my, that is the motto is to get up and get going. And, and that's not to say it's easy all the time or that you won't face, you know, um, adversity, obstacles, um, every little thing will get in your way but it is worth it when you get up and you just get going. <laughs> yeah, it's really important. I thought you were just about to give, a, give your quote then, the ah, never regret going, but I was poised and ready. Never regret going, but you always regret not going. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a big quote. And do you know what? Get up and get going is becoming a really big one now as well. Really big, yeah. So you mentioned about your mental health then. It's something, um, I think you were about 15 when you first started to experience problems with it. Yeah. So, um, you were able to share a little bit more about what the trigger was. It Luke's passing that was the trigger with that, or were there a number of factors? Do you know, what? like Luke, more than likely, yeah. I mean, for, for anyone's watching, if they're not really sure, because my mum's saying hi to him, Charlotte, Charlotte, hey. Um, <laughs> I love the way your mum yeah. keeps giving thumbs up and waves and all sorts. Yeah, I'm not watching all of them, so hey, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, Luke, Luke's passing was definitely one. So, if anyone's watching or they're a bit unsure, like. You know, they've only just joined. So Luke, my, my brother, he passed when he was 15. So I was 14 at the time. But um, like as much as that was definitely um, perhaps a catalyst to, you know, poor mental health, because I was going through, you know, a grieving process, I definitely, definitely experienced mental health before that. I just didn't know what it was. Okay. So I remember having like um, unusual thoughts at a very young age, like very young like, you know, fear of dying or like fear of being on my own or like lots of really, really weird thoughts that a child perhaps shouldn't, you know, or it doesn't normally experience. Um, and then obviously like mum and dad went through a divorce and then we lost Luke when he was really young. So that definitely did have an effect. Um, but I, I do also think that it was inevitable. Um, mental health is quite prevalent in my, in my father's side of the family. So okay. I think there's, I don't think there's one of us that hasn't actually been untouched by mental health, but be that his, his father, his three siblings. Um, and I think some of the children of those siblings as well, you know, me and my siblings. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think regardless of whether that had happened to Luke, if Luke was still here, I do still think that it probably would have still happened and I still would have endured um, like my own, um, poor mental health, so to speak. But obviously, you know, that goes without saying that a, a, a grief, you know, that's significant in your life at a young age is obviously going to have an effect. Yeah. Um, I understand for everything I've learned about it, your mum has an incredible influence on your life, the strength she's shown. And obviously, I only know bits that I've either read or heard from the tragedy she's been through, the loss of her own parents at a young age. And she's like a friend, a sister, a mum, all rolled into yeah. one. But yeah. how long after you experienced the problems of mental health did you open up to her and start oh, the Yeah, really early. Um, okay. I mean, to be honest, initially, it's really weird. Like, if, you, if you've never experienced it before or if you're not, like, um, if you're not um, very familiar with, you know, what mental health is or depression, anxiety, you know, to try and understand that at a young age is really, really hard. Of course. So I think, like, talking is so important. Um, and luckily, you know, I was able to talk to mum and I, and I was only, I think I was 15 at the time. And I just, I was just in the car and I said, mum, I just, I don't feel normal. And it was really hard to do. Like it wasn't that calm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was really hard. I was crying. Um, yeah, but you know, I am, I'm blessed that I've got a mother that is so incredibly supportive and just so easy to talk to. Like 
I'd be lost without her because she's the person I go to first and foremost and probably always will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you watched the interview I did with Jess from uh, Run Talk Run. So yeah. she gave some interesting advice. So what advice would you give for anyone that's going through a mental health problem or especially at a young age um, and feel your experience similar to what you've just described there? Um, lots, okay. So talking is key, um, especially to family and friends because they, you know what, that's one of the key things is um, talking to family and friends because they'll know you better than you know yourself sometimes and they'll have a, an objective look. So me talking to mum all the time is, yeah, mum, like she's watching now, she, she knows me better than I know myself sometimes. <laughs> I know myself very well, but mum knows me better. So yeah. I'll say something and she'll, she'll know what's going on. And, and she's the same <laughs> with my sister. So I would definitely say that's, that's the key is talking to someone you know. Like it's got to be friends and family um, and keeping that conversation open, whether that's, you know, once a month or, you know, keeping that going. Um, another one would be um, exercise. It's crucial. It's so important. That's, you know, that's why I exercise now. So even when I'm injured and I can't run, it, there, there's no two ways around it. it. I'm going to be exercising. Whether that is, you know, breathing exercises, yoga or a walk, it's going to happen. Because if it doesn't, then I'm not well. Like, it's just, like, for me, it's like, it's, it's, it's as crucial to me as eating and sleeping. Yeah. So, so important. Um, and like before now, even if I went two days without exercising, I wouldn't be in a good place. Like two days. <laughs> Because that was literally my form of medication. Um, luckily, I'm a lot better now. I don't need to, you know, if I'm unwell because of my neck and shoulder, then I can, you know, survive more than two days. So that's good. Yeah. So exercise is massive. Um, sleep routine. Routine is crucial as well. Uni was just the worst for me because there was no routine. Oh, I was so bad in uni. Um, so, yeah, routine, sleep, um, diet is really important. Exercise, talking. But yeah, obviously talking is the main one. And that's the hardest as well. If you're really young um, or if you're young or you know someone who's young and, and they're struggling to talk to you, I think it's teaching each other that it's okay to open up. Yes. Like, so I think some people are like, probably look at me or like think, oh, you know, because I open up so easily. Like, they're like, oh my God. Like, do you need, that's just me. Like, that's just the way I am. And if people don't like it, then. You know, it is me. Like, I am going to tell you how I'm feeling before you've asked. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, like, bombard you or, like, leave you with a burden. But I just think it's, I think it's one of the most um, important things that we can do as human beings is to communicate and connect. It's so important. Because if you don't have that, then what are you doing? Like, what are you achieving? Without that connection and communication, like, what are you doing? It's really interesting to hear you say that because it's <laughs> people say sometimes in this day and age where everything's done a lot more virtually online, yeah. people are losing that skill of actually engaging, interacting in the social element. Yes, yeah, they do, they do. Yeah, it's a shame, really. But then you can still have it as well because, like, you know, if we didn't have this virtual form right now, I mean, you wouldn't be chatting as we are now. Yeah, you know, we live miles and miles away from each other. So, what were the odds of us, you know? Um, like sitting down to have a <laughs> to have a chat, you know, if we didn't have this technology that's involved. So I suppose it's how you want to use it. Um, but yeah, communication and connection is so important. And I think that's that's partly like if you've got a family member or a friend or anyone that you know is living alone 
or who live alone, especially during this lockdown. Like I can't even begin to imagine how some people have been doing who live alone and who've been furloughed or not working, laid off. You yeah. know, I, I live alone, but you know, I was blessed to have had my sister and my, my <laughs> nephew with me for six yeah. weeks, which was lovely. Um, I Yes, yeah, he loved it. I've told Nia she's got a five yoga mat and she's gonna start doing it. Um but yeah, I'm blessed as well. I get to go to work. I'm so fortunate I have that. And we get on so well at work. We we have got such a great team. So for me, I'm really, really blessed during this time of, you know, lockdown and not a huge deal has actually changed for me. Um, which is, you know, I'm you know, I'm very thankful for that because I know had I been one of those who was living alone for the whole duration um, and not working or furloughed, then I would have struggled with my mental health. There's like absolutely, you know, no way around it. I would have struggled. It's really interesting because obviously you're regularly using the words blessed, fortunate, and I think that really demonstrates something you've said before about your thoughts on gratitude and mindfulness as well. And have you found that harder during the COVID period with so many other things being affected, obviously external influences, dare I say, being so negative and difficult at times? No, I think initially, okay. um, initially I struggled a lot with the stress and anxiety, like massive, um, initially, but I think everyone did because we've never had to go through this before. Um, and yeah, work was really, really intense. It was really busy. We were doing long, long hours. We did overtime. You know, there was so much uncertainty. We had so many policy changes. It was it was really stressful. Um, you know, it's it's calmed down now. Um, but no, I think during this, actually, I feel like it's easier to be thankful. So much easier. Like, and it's ta it's taught me to slow down and to be more patient and to actually stress less. Like, I don't I don't know. I maybe I've like I do think in the last six months I've gone through a lot. So I think that is um, part of you know who I am today and how I am. Like it was always there, I just lost my way a little bit, which is often the case when you've got a mental health condition because, you know, especially for me where I've had highs and lows. Yeah. You know, I, I can be really, really high and really, really happy. And then I can be really, 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 really bad, really low that I don't want to get out of bed. Um, you know, thankfully I haven't been in that position for a long time um, because I've found what works for me. Um, but I think during lockdown, in answer to your question, I think actually it's, it's given me more to be thankful for, like way more, which is, again, it's crazy because I'm still injured. I still can't run. It's still frustrating. But I don't know. I've, I've just, I've always said since I set up Not Another Runner, it does make me a little bit more um, sewage, reflective. So yeah. I will reflect on, on what's going on. Um, and I think since that, it's, yeah, it's just made me a lot more thankful. I think it's a real positive and it's reflection at times can be a really useful tool. I suppose it's it's kind of almost a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because sometimes, especially with mental health issues, people reflect and worry or overthink. But conversely, actually, when you take time, as you say, reflect, and in comparison to how so many aspects of your life could be, um, it's wonderful you're so happy and grateful as you are. And there's even, as you say, the, your most your biggest passion running isn't part of your life yet because of the injury, but it's going to be. So it's it's such a positive story to go forward with as well. The fact that hopefully, um, neck permitting, it won't be long before you can get out and start jogging, running and get back into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, honestly though, Carl, I thought it was going to be two weeks, like two weeks, like genuinely, because the same thing happened before. So I was like two weeks and I was in a lot of pain, then it went and I was fine. But this is nine months in the making now, like nine months. Um, 
but you know, like I, I say, to, I say this to everyone. You know, I'm I'm still able to walk. So like, I, I can't be miserable. How can I be miserable when I can walk outside in the fresh air and I get like I get to listen to my music, I get to walk, I get to move, I get to exercise, I get the endorphins, I get the release of dopamine. Like, I, I really can't be that miserable. Okay, some days when I'm in a lot of pain, because there are some days where it is really painful, awesome. so I might feel a little bit miserable, but try not to complain too much about my neck because if you focus on the negative all the time it's just going to put you in a really negative place um, and that's another massive um, lesson I've had to learn from coping with you know lower um, darker phases you, when you're in a negative state of mind you, you will have a negative thought and it's so yeah. easy to ruminate and then once you've had one you have another then you'll have another it's, it's just not it's not good so when I have a negative thought I try and switch it up so I'll have one negative and then I really, really try hard to have a positive. And then as soon as you've had one, you'll have another. So have another positive, another positive, and then you are in a better place. And that doesn't mean that I don't fail sometimes, I definitely do. There were a couple of weeks ago and I was in a really, like, I wouldn't say a bad way, I was just in a little bit of a bad fuck that weekend. And yep. that was hard. And again, it's mum who's there, who's the, the like, the talking, like, angel. Like saying like, oh, she, you know, this, that, and I'm like, because I'm like already in my bad place. <laughs> um, but I managed to kick myself out of that. It's, yeah, it's really important when you get those negative thoughts to just think of one positive thing and that's where the gratitude comes in then. So if you say one thing that you're grateful for, like it, you're not gonna stop at one, you're gonna say another one. <laughs> it's gonna be something very similar. So you'll say one yeah. then you say a number two and then you'll say a third one. And then before you know it, you can say 10. And then, yeah, it just really does change your mind then. What I've noticed as well that I really like is um, how honest your account is in terms of Instagram as well. Because sometimes as people say that you only show, not you as in one only shows the good bits, but I like the fact that the good and the bad and the ugly all goes on there. And you, you make yourself really accountable for it as well, which, which yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've always wanted to do that. Um, I, I might not show all the ugly pictures, but, um, you know, I've, I've definitely shown some and I've been very open, very honest. Um, and I think, so like when I said earlier that I started it anonymously, it was so much easier to share when you were anonymous. Of course, yes. <laughs> so much easier. So obviously like in January, when I shared it with like um, friends and family, and then obviously people like locally, after that, I was a bit like conscious of what I was sharing because I knew that people would see it. Um, so it does sometimes make you double think, um, but thankfully I don't really care. <laughs> like I do it. <laughs> There's, there's a reason why I'm sharing what I share because I want other people to take comfort in it. Um, you know, I think there's, there's so many things that I've, I've had to overcome and, and that's not me blowing my own trumpet because it's really not. Um, I was saying something the other day that made me think, oh my God, like how did I do that? Or how did I overcome that? Because there have been so many obstacles in the way. Yeah. Um, and that's partly why I, I like to do it because I want to be able to show people some tools that have helped me along the way. So if they can take one thing away from it that's positive or that they can use moving forward to support them to lead a healthier or happier lifestyle, then, then that's, yeah, that's amazing. And, it's, and I think you've said this on one of your shows before as well, that if somebody doesn't like what you're saying and like your content, they can unfollow. There's no obligation with it. Yeah. But conversely, the success you have with the podcast, the increasing number of followers, and even the lovely messages I've been reading on here is indicative that you must be doing something right to, to have those people keep coming through and doing so. Oh, thank you. 
Um, yeah, I, 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 someone said something to me the other day, and I said, to be honest, I don't care now. Like, I am so, <laughs> like, in a good way, I'm so open, so honest. And sometimes I'm a little bit too, you know, for some people, they don't like that. So be it, they don't like that type of honesty. But the amount of messages I get that say, I'm so glad you've shared that, or I've gone through that, or, you know, there's a positive in that. It's, you know, I can't not share that experience if it can help someone else. Like, so I have to be vulnerable and, and share my story to hopefully, you know, help others. And to be honest with you, I think actually the account has been quite, like, mellow compared to, like, what I could actually share of, you know, some of the dark times I've been through. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, partly the goal of what I want to do moving forward. So part of the big visions, part of the big goals. It sounds exciting. Look, look forward to hearing snippets or finding yeah. more about that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen as well that with the mixture of guests, while there's obviously been an enduring theme of running through it, the fact that you've had such, in the majority, just everyday people that have achieved fantastic things. Because yeah. for me, there's nothing worse when you've got someone that's a very elite or professional athlete, and you know, fair play for what they've achieved, but saying, oh, well, I just did a little run here, I did a little run there. But when you've got people that are balancing work, life, family, illness, probably you know, real things, and are going out and doing it, that is more inspiring. Because you go, actually, maybe I could do that. Yes, that's, it. that's the whole point of it, definitely. Because I think when I had the idea to set it up, I was listening to other running podcasts. They tended to be um, American. There was a lot of American podcasts. Okay. And it was definitely a lack of like British running podcasts that had real everyday life runners. So, um, you know, I was listening to all these like everyday running stories of, of runners um, that were American, like American podcasts. And then I thought, oh, you know, there's there's definitely a gap there. For for a bit of Welsh podcasting. Yes, Welsh. <laughs> I didn't think I sounded that Welsh, but apparently I do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously you've had some fantastic, very interesting guests. But what? How do you select them then? What's in in your mind's eye from when you started, and has that process changed yes. as you've gone through? So I was talking to someone the other day, actually, and I said, you know, I'm not. Everyone knows this. So when I first started, obviously. Like I said to you, I was so scared to do it and I was scared of failing. Um, and, and it was a massive, massive step. I didn't, you know, I didn't ever, like, yes, okay, granted, it was part of the, like, I knew I was doing the right thing and I was, you know, I'm on my way to what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I had a vision. But when you're, when you're there and you're not looking forward, you, you do fear that failure. I mean, it's normal too. Um, but initially... You know, I didn't know that many people. I was still, you know, June last year, I was only, what was that? Six months into starting the Instagram page. Like, six months is no time at all. When I think, like, yeah, six months, like, literally, if you think about it, I started the page anonymously. No one was following me. I didn't know anyone. Um, we started making friends online, started getting, you know, friends, um, follow each other, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, initially it was, you know, whoever I knew, whoever we connected with, um, who inspired me and who I thought would inspire other people. And again, like I said, you know, the everyday runners um, that inspired and motivated me to get up and get going, I knew that their story would help other people to get up and do the same. And I think that is part what I want to keep with the podcast. Yes, um, it's great to bring in epic stories of incredible athletes, but I think that is the, the bottom line is that 
the whole point of the podcast is to encourage everyone of any ability to get up and get going. So it's got to be an everyday runner type of story that we can all relate to. Yes. Yeah. And who came up with the name? Was that purely you or did you have some influence? Yeah, I came up with the name. So before I set up the Instagram back in December 2018, like I knew I was going to do it. I didn't tell anyone again. Um, I see, I see a theme emerging yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't tell, I didn't tell my mum, like considering I tell mum everything. So I didn't tell mum until like the night before London Marathon. So that was what, April, December. Gosh, that was five months down the line. Hadn't told anyone. Um, I told my boyfriend at the time, like what, three months into it. So like I was just like taking photos, sharing stuff. We had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, the name. That, do you know what? This is so funny. It's a bit sad, actually. It took me two days to come up with that name. So I knew I wanted to start on Instagram, but I was like dead set on not setting one up until I had a name. And right. then it had to be something that was not just going to be Instagram, but it was going to be something else. And I don't think at the time I knew it was going to be a podcast, but I knew there was going to be something. And again, yeah. like, people think, people sometimes just think I'm crazy. But like I knew that there was a vision, there was something. And like part of it initially was wanting to be able to um, coach other runners. So okay. yeah, I did um, sign up to the Coaching and Running Fitness yes. and started that course, um, which was then delayed when I had the injury, when I hadn't been able to move, hadn't been able to run because I hadn't done the, the, you know, the, the work for it. Um, yes. Not to mention a lot of life events that took place during that little time and then trying to move house, trying to find a house. Um, so yeah, I had to put that on hold for a little while. And then obviously, netgate still went on and then we went into lockdown so um you know my coaching run of fitness is still there i've done the first two days so i've got another one two three four days and an assessment day to do so i still want to do that it's still part of what i want to do um but having said that what i now know that i want to do um to help other people is slightly different to, to coaching purely but presumably as well with all the experiences you've had in it you're going to get an a star in the injury section of the running coach <laughs> yeah um a star in resilience now, this is what you can do <laughs> when you're injured yeah to be, to be honest i think that's another reason i think i've dealt with it so well because if i if i wasn't injured and i was running like i was five six times a week and you know running you know 25 to 40 miles a week i wouldn't have had the time to do the podcast yeah, so that's how I view it. However, I do know also that the um, number of hours that I spend online between my phone and the laptop and then working a desk job is not helping my neck. So that's why <laughs> I said, right, I'm going to take July off. Yeah. Um, focus, like, I'm, I'm still be going to work every day. Um, I've got four days off work and the house that gets neglected in the garden is, is my priority. I'll still be around, I'll still be on Instagram, but I won't be, won't be um, putting any podcasts up. So series three then will launch in August, I hope, mid-August. Okay, yeah. It's really important to take time out and I think to myself, like, I, I really ought to be practising what I preach. Yes, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's a little strange though, because obviously you're saying it's been nearly 10 years of you listening to podcasts and I've yeah. heard someone, every single thing you do, whether it's your cooking, cleaning around the house, yeah. you've been listening to them. And now you're going on to whatever you use to listen to your podcasts at iTunes and seeing you on there. Does that feel weird sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, massively, yeah. And like, and my voice, like, like the first episode, oh my God, trying to just listen back to my own voice was like, oh, this is horrible. Now it's like, <laughs> like now I kind of like can't compartmentalise it. It's like someone yeah. else 
like okay. it's, it's like a different different person so yeah. like it doesn't phase me now i think a lot of people don't like hearing their voice back i bet when you started doing your interviews you probably felt that like oh is that what my voice sounds like um but now i'm like oh doesn't doesn't phase me now but yeah it is it is unusual um and i think like seeing when people when people are sharing the podcast or saying about the guests and you know how how their story really inspires them like that to me makes me so happy and especially when people are sharing their, that they're listening whilst they're running, like now, yeah. honestly, like some people, and, and this is, there's nothing wrong in this because I can understand it. And prior to being injured, I thought I'd be the same. But, you know, if, you're, if you can't run and that's like you'll love your joy, like it can be quite like upsetting or frustrating when you see other people doing it. Of but course, for me, when, when I see people like sharing the podcast, they listen to it when they're running, it makes me so happy. Like I generally feel like I've been on a run. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I'm looking at the photos of where they've been and I just feel like I feel really privileged that like they're listening whilst running and like I, I honestly like feel like I've got that little runner's high like by viewing that I actually feel like I've been on a run and it like kind of keeps my fire for my um passion and, and um love for running alive by like living through everyone else's runs what you've managed to do as well which I'm grateful for is by the guests you've had on you've actually made introductions on Instagram, potentially without realising it. I've met, there's a couple of your guests who I've listened to, I've liked them, reached out to, and then I did, obviously I've done bits with John, um, I did Liz's virtual run with, so, and it's been absolutely fantastic that there's been relationships formed just on the back of listening to your initial conversation with them. Was that something you imagined growing and having the effect that it did? No, no, never. And do you know what though? Like, cause I don't, I, like, it's amazing. I don't ever take that for granted. And I think it's, it's like, epic. It's brilliant. But I do think, like, there's more to it than that. I think we're all in this together. I don't think we can discredit the, the online um, running community that, that is on Instagram. I think it's, I think, you know, I'll sound biased because, you know, we're part of it. <laughs> I do think, like, I think it's one of the most supportive, one of the, the strongest. I think everyone is so, so kind and just so um, encouraging of one another. And I think that is um i think that is the bigger picture here it's not my podcast or like not the not another runner you know connections through that yeah okay you, you may well get a couple of connections through that which is brilliant and i love that but i think it's the bigger picture i think it's the community yeah. as a whole and i think it's amazing um yeah it's just a privilege to be a part of it i just can't believe that that i didn't start it before in a way that that you know i started it December 2018 and you know it could have been before then I, I couldn't agree more I, and I had the same conversation actually when I was doing one of the indoor relay legs that um when I was in the army I had you know people all around that supportive and you had that sense of community and feeling and I hadn't found that for a number of years since getting out and struggled and it was only when yeah. I got into running properly and I, yeah. you know, I started properly running last year and every time the first from the first event I tipped up to even to this present day everyone is so kind so supportive from people at park run and it's just yeah i'm almost waiting for the the catch or something that but it just never seems to happen no. and it's online as well and it's even i've found that you know some people say it's that joke is that no one's more supportive than someone you've never met online but for all the people that i've then met at races they're exactly the same they're just as encouraging just as supportive of your successes as well yeah it is amazing i think i think that is another one um, i've definitely shared before um, and it goes back to like managing mental health and well-being. I think community is massive. Um, to be a part of a community is 
is so important to to um, identity as a human. I think that is so so important and i think it's underlooked often so you can have a community in work you can have community through a running club you can have community online um you know your community can be your family and and you'll have a sense of identity in every single uh, i've heard this again on the podcast this is jay shetty so you'll have um a sense of identity in every small community that you're part of um you know and you'll never be that one same person in all those different communities because what makes you you in each separate community is going to be is going to be very different because you communicate with those people differently as, as you would to to your colleagues in work to your family at home and um, to the runners at club to the runners online and um, so it's really important and the more communities i feel personally that you're involved within um the fuller or the, the more whole that you will feel i mean you could be a part of a community when you go on your dog walk at the same time every day because you'll you'll see those similar faces or the same same faces every day or, you know, when you, when you go on your walk. Um, and, you know, you might not know their names, same as a gym class. You might not know their names there, but you might, you know, come into contact quite regularly and you smile to each other, you say hi, and you're part of that class together. And again, that's, that, that, you know, that forms part of your identity. No, definitely. It's, um, I've actually become slightly more notorious in the local community because of my dog with her mental health issues dog with her mental health issues herself um she, she barks at butterflies flashing lights so she's just not quite right so everyone knows her maybe yeah. not for the right reason but everyone knows her here she comes here she comes well, i've just read some of the comments as well and i've got um, marcus who i met at um one of the park runs actually he was talking to instagram he was walking we started a conversation for there and then mags has said about the community piece as well yeah. and found is everyone that I've reached out to or spoken to um, after your podcast or even those when I mentioned that what we were doing today everyone said what a good experience it was talking to you and how much they enjoyed it as well um, on the podcast which is really nice and it must be for you shows that you're doing something right in that sense as well they're all saying they enjoyed the process oh that's good that's really good because I feel that I didn't quite become confident until like the last six months so prior to that the first six months I was definitely finding my feet and I still am um but I'm definitely a lot more confident now when I'm when I'm chatting and communicating with a guest um I think initially I was I, I would have been you know nervous I might not be you know showing it but I was definitely nervous um whereas now it's it's really like second nature um yeah. which is good it's good it's, it's really nice to feel comfortable it doesn't matter what you're doing so it's nice when you feel comfortable doing it and you're not nervous and you just relax and when you enjoy it as well, that comes yeah. across and people feed on that, don't they? Both your yeah. guests. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really important. So what, does, I, I, so what does season three have in hold then? Because you've obviously given us clues and snippets of your bigger ambition. Are we going to get any of those in season three or is that just your interviews again? Well, my phone went off then. So what, what, is, series, what is series three going to entail? Is yes, and will it include any of the bits you've given us a hint about, or is it just going to be some of your guests as well? No, so series three will be much like series two, just, um, you know, obviously more epic guests. Um, there, there was an idea of a visual, so there might be like video. Okay. Um, video format, hopefully. Depends. Depends how, how the computer finds that, but I was hoping to do some sort of video on YouTube as well. Um, so that's another idea. And obviously what I hinted to earlier isn't actually related to the podcast. It's something different again. Um, okay. But this is quite way down the line, but I do want to start it. 
And if you got, <laughs> I don't know if I share it yet or not. But if you do, you've got to share it now. You're giving people so many clues. And there's some people who have hung on throughout this entire process going, is she going to do the big reveal at the end? So even a little clue? So I'm going to, I've started writing a book. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's really in the early stages. So um, again, I, it's, this feels much like when the podcast started. So, um, you know, fear of failure, imposter syndrome, all of those good stuff, not. Um, yeah, so that's the idea. Um, and it's- oh, it's super. It's not, not fictional, it's, it's supposed to be um, something that can support someone, something that like help them through um, mental health, well-being, um, that sort of thing. Like sort of self-developmental. Okay, and without prying too much, with it a bit of a thread or account of some of the experiences you've had to draw upon and cover, or is it separate to that? I don't know yet. I don't know. Okay. This is really in the early stages. <laughs> oh my God. And to be honest with you, Carl, I, I'm going to have to have time to sit down and do it. And I think that's of part of what I noticed this year. I really have to um, take time for myself. So July is going to be like proper, I, I hope, relaxing. Um, yeah, because I, I really need to get this neck sorted. Because I'm conscious that if I let it go on too long, you know, I'm just gonna put, put this on charge. Um, it could, it could go, re you know, it, it could end up being an issue for longer than it needs to of be. Of course, yeah. It's you back in. My phone's never fully charged because it's never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had such a, since I've learned the very first one I did with these with John, the battery was running right the way down. So every yes. time I make yes. sure I'm hundred percent at the start just to give me a sporting chance. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I was baking and I was definitely not uh, prepared to charge the phone. <laughs> Disgraceful. She's been poised and ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the idea anyway, but um, that's a, that's a long way in the making. Okay. And have you got all of your guests lined up for series three now? Or is there still some slots? There's, there's a list. There's a never-ending list, actually. Like, it's a very long list. Like, a lot of people inspire and motivate me and I think would be amazing on the podcast to, like, share yes. their stories with everyone else. So, um, yeah, it's a very long list that I'm adding to forever. Um, so, yes, with regards to series three, it's open at the moment. Um, yeah. And you've said sometimes when you've been interviewing some of your guests, if you they could have anyone in the world clearly alive. Yeah. Um, have you managed to track down any of those guests um, that people have suggested? Yeah, so some of those guests have been contacted. Um, I think a couple were actually guests later on in the series in series two. So that's yep. good. So a couple of them have been contacted. I know actually there are a couple more that I need to go back and actually write the name down. Because you know when like... I actually need to have a physical list for that and I always forget to yeah. do it. Um, so that's another thing that I can do. Um, so yeah, just wait in now. Oh, it's very exciting. <laughs> no, it really does sound exciting. Yeah. I want to say thank you for giving me your time this evening and for the willpower you've shown to stand next to freshly cooked flapjacks this entire time and not have a nibble once. Do you know what? raising throughout. They're supposed to be for work on Wednesday, so like the temptation is going to be real. But do you know what? Because the batch isn't quite like how I want it to be, 
It might be okay to have a couple of samples and then just make another batch. Okay. <laughs> I might do that. What I need to see now in your story, um, Wednesday morning on the route to work, yes. is the flapjack position as how many are missing, how many have been eaten, what survived over the next 36 hours. I'll do that. Do that. I might have to make a whole new batch and then I can just show you that I didn't actually eat any and that I didn't uh, give in to temptation. Well, actually I did. Should have screenshotted the first batch so I could have done a like for like. <laughs> So for people that, and I'm sure there's nobody in Paul's Sins catching it out, that haven't listened to your podcast or don't know about some of the other bits you've done, where can they find it and where can they find more about you? Um, so obviously if you're watching on here, then you're, you're watching on Instagram. So um, the best place would be my profile, Not Another Runner. Um, and then in my um, bio is a link to all the links, um, including the Not Another Runner podcast, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, any podcast platform. And then I'm on Facebook now as well. Ooh. So um, if people want to join on there, because that's, that's slowly, slowly growing. Because um, apparently we have to have some rules you've got on Facebook as well. So that's why I set Facebook okay. up. Um, but you know what, though? Like, I'm really not that good at Facebook. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still learning my way. Um, but yeah, Instagram's probably the best. That's where I do most things. Is, uh, I don't think you're the, the Facebook target demographics for older people. It's, yeah. I, I literally, I, I'm just on the cusp of Facebook, it was seen. It's the sort of thing that yeah. my parents still love and abide by. Mum yeah. still calls it the Facebook. Yeah, um, the Facebook, yeah. <laughs> and she still can't manage this work as blessed. So she still to this day, and she's been on it about eight years, posts happy birthday and other messages on her own wall instead Aww. of on other people. So she's still getting this. That's really endearing though. <laughs> it, it is, but it's when you, you miss messages off her because she's posted to herself and not realised. I think we've all done that at some point, haven't we? Yeah, no, I suppose. I'm pretty sure I've done that before. <laughs> but I've got a, a couple of very quick ones left. Yes. Have there been, um, during the recording of any of the podcasts, any slip-ups or disasters? Um... There was one where the signal went and then I asked a question that wasn't allowed to be in, so I had to cut that out. That okay. was, um, yeah, that took a few cuts. That was quite um, lengthy. Um, but that's probably it, and that was the same episode. Um, other than that, it was, it's been okay. There's a few swear words here and there, but that's fine because I can always just put explicit and yeah. most people don't mind a swear word here and there. Um, You'll notice, though, I don't tend to swear in my podcasts, which is very unusual, because in real life, I, uh, I, do, I do swear now and then. But uh, <laughs> I'm quite careful. I don't like to, to swear online. Um, but yeah, that, there haven't really been any major hiccups. Touch wood. Even my Wi-Fi's been okay, and I've, I've recorded in probably four different uh, locations. So that's quite impressive. <laughs> I feel like I've cursed your next recording. Set <laughs> <laughs> things up. I don't see Chris is getting grief now in the chat room at the same time. Why is he, why, what's he saying? Is it the, uh, Mark said the biggest mistake being has been having Chris Green on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got um, the last bit, anything you want to say to those listening and of course your mum as well who's been supporting oh, I'm sure she does well. message, what did she say? She did. Is she going? Very she just said congratulations on her oh. year. Um, what? Oh, this has put me on the spot now. Um, I would say um, to everyone, keep up the good work. Because honestly, everyone that listens in, they, they tend to be online doing stuff anyway, doing their own thing. 
um, and they are people that inspire and motivate me every single day. Um, yeah, so I'd say keep doing what you're doing um, and remember that you do not regret going, but you always regret not going. <laughs> so get up and get going. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and I've got to end on that note because there's no, nowhere else I can take it from that last <laughs> quote. I thought you'd have three of them in, the, uh, in our talk. I did a little work out. I thought you'd mentioned that three times, so I only got two. So I feel a little bit disappointed. I got the number. Oh wrong. no! Did you put a bet on that? Well, only with myself. <laughs> got, maybe for a drink or something. <laughs> but thank you again, Natalie, and take thank care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for your time. Bye bye. See So just wanted to shout out a few people um, who got in touch with listening to the podcast. Um, so this one's for Steve. Steel Peel runs 10 marathons. Um, massively busy week this week. Managed to complete my last week of the Insanity Max 30 challenge and also managed to complete week one of the Virgin London Marathon 2020 training programme. I had to do, do five double workout days and still worked both my full-time and part-time jobs so the running pictures are from about 9 30 p.m as i couldn't get out any earlier i also managed a brilliant day doing my water rescue requalification as for running i have no idea if the london marathon will go ahead in october but i've got to be ready if it does so after a two-month running hiatus i'm going back to getting the miles in whatever happens my plan of 10 marathons in 10 days is still scheduled to go ahead regardless FYI, if you also need to refine your running mojo, check out Not Another Runner podcast with my London Marathon as the guest. It definitely helped me. Well, thank you, Steve, for that. I know we've spoken um, online um, through message, um, but thank you again for your lovely message and for getting in touch. Um, and I'm just so happy to hear that you're feeling so motivated and ready to go. It's great to hear. Um, next one is Matt, MBT full stop underscore running. So 200 plus kilometer for June, my highest month in around two years. Well done, Matt. That's, that's insane that you've, you've just done your highest mileage in two years. That's absolutely crazy. So he says, despite lockdown, I've had a great month of running, although there's not been any races to train for. I've kept up in my mileage and trying my best every run. I've enjoyed loops around Lady Bower and Carsington. I hope I've just said that right and had plenty of runs with my dad i've also found a love for podcasts especially the not another runner and runspire as well as 13 minutes to the moon by the bbc i must listen here's hoping i can kick on in july and do well in some of the club's virtual races too thanks so much matt for getting in touch can't believe you've just done your highest mileage for the month in two years that's insane well done to you um and then there was another one, Sarah, the lovely Sarah. So this is all these things that I've run. Now, Sarah's been a guest on the podcast before. So Sarah says, OMG, I love that run. 60 minutes of easy pace in the beautiful morning sun, feeling so refreshed after a long overdue whole week off. 
work, you don't realise just how incredibly tired you are until you stop. I listened to Grant Run With Less on the Not Another Runner podcast, which was fab too. Not only to hear a local accent, but also listen to his inspirational story and fascinating reflections on mindset, something I'm also really interested in and have noticed within my own running. Let's hope the football doesn't ruin a great start to the weekend. Of course, run football started that, that week. Um, thank you, Sarah, so much for getting in touch with that i loved reading that and hearing that um, you enjoyed grant's episode so much he really does have a great um, inspirational story and his mindset is something else um so thank you so much for all of your messages keep getting in touch um i'll always give a shout out on these podcast episodes um and well we will speak soon not as soon as normal because the podcast is of course taking a little break um i'm hoping to have about a month away from the podcast and i say away i'll probably still be emailing guests and scheduling ready might do one interview but i am really going to try and commit to some time off to try and help with my neck um so please do get in touch over on instagram because i'm still available over there um and yes we will speak very soon and take care um and just if you are lacking that motivation don't forget how good you will feel afterwards because you never regret going but you always regret not going